Welcome to Outside the Vault. Outside? We're outside. It's cold outside. But guess what we're talking about on Outside the Vault this week? What? Movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we kept, tricked you. I kept foreshadowing that this was going to happen. We, we keep saying that we're going to talk about movies, and we really tricked you on this one because it's outside the vault, but really we're staying inside the vault. We tricked you. We, we tricked you, so we're, we're really just still inside here. And We should call this one Inside the Vault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today... so. Uh, it's the Christmas season now, and we haven't done a few episodes, so we we want to have you guys have some content over the break. So, actually, we're recording this ahead of the break, and we don't know whether we're going to release episodes. Yeah, I it's July fourth right now. So it's possible that during Christmas you might re- get an episode, or you might not. But we haven't really decided yet, or looked at. Yeah, our maybe schedules. we'll give you a gift, or if you're naughty, we don't. We don't. So you might be just listening to this, or you might be listening to this after you listen to another podcast. Who knows? I do. Zach does, but he's not going to tell you. Until Christmas. You have to wait. It's a present. But each of us are doing one episode about our top 25 movies. And since I was more prepared for this, because this is like my thing. It's his thing with an A. Yeah, it's my thing. And <laughs> uh, and so I have my, I was working on my, my top 30 list. And, uh, wait, I, I thought you said 25. Well, yeah, top 25. Five honorable mentions that I'll briefly talk about. Okay. I promise. And then you're going to extensively yeah. talk about 25 The only movie that's not on my list of every movie that I've ever, ever watched in my life that I can remember um, is mid-90s. I just watched. Didn't make the top 30. Good movie, though. Uh, so I guess I'll just go ahead and start with my honorable mentions, right? Yes, please. So um, 30th, Avengers Infinity War. 29th, oh. The Hateful Eight. 28th, The Dark Knight. 27th, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. 26th. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Okay, four of those big movies. Yes. Big movies. So some of these were just like I, I've over time kind of the big franchises have like slipped on my list. Not because I don't like them. Uh, and actually this this is a pretty hot take on my rankings overall that I have Star Wars The Force Awakens ranked higher than uh Avengers Star Wars and... The Emperor Empire Strikes Back. Oh my gracious. <laughs> so that's a spoiler alert. Star Wars Emperor the Empire Strikes Back, not on this list. So that ben. that's a whole di- we'd have to do a whole nother podcast on Ben, your ba- generation doesn't I lo- I admire. just think that Star Wars Episode Seven is the best Star Wars movie. And I will not be full- I will not back down on that opinion. The Dark Knight is a very popular movie that I realized has a lot more plot holes than people want to talk about. Yeah. Um The Joker is very good though in that movie. Very good. Heath Ledger, a legend, R.I.P. But he's we, legend. But we got to get into the top twenty-five. So twenty-fifth, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! One of the best animated movies. The best Spider-Man movie. Um, what you else? think it's the best I, Spider-Man? The movie? best Spider-Man. I haven't now. Keep in mind, I haven't watched any of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. But you think it's the best Spider-Man movie? I I would doubt that those are better than this. Yes. Oh wow. Um, okay. Uh, so Miles Morales Spider-Man, I just I just like him, and it's one of the best superhero. Movies I hope I they watch. bring Miles Morales into the MCU. Yeah, that would be very cool, especially this iteration, like a Spider Verse type of thing. Yes. Which I think they're setting up for anyway. Yeah. Twenty so. fourth, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yes, you're really taking my liking right now. That's yes. one of my favorite movies so, of all time. This is currently ranked uh, my number one Marvel movie. <laughs> Great. So, so no more. So no more Marvel movies. I'm another spoiler. This but is just a, such a good thriller, type, not thriller. Like it's like an espionage yeah. thriller that is just a little different than any other Mar- than any other Marvel movie. It's and a lot of subtle it's, tension. It's got the best action, I think, too. Mm-hmm. That's what it, 
of any movie in the Marvel it's Cinematic It's a 10 Universe. choreography for me. Yes. Spoiler alert. 23rd. We were talking about this movie earlier. Good time. Oh, yeah. Well, this one has just got a lot of sentiment for Ben and I. It was our first movie yes. that we podcasted that we together. And the more that I've thought about this movie, I, I think about this movie more than I... Like, I just like the acting in this movie. And I like the style of this movie. I like the characters. I like... I just... It's a good series of unfortunate events type movie that I just... I just like it. I like the directing. I don't know. Zach disagrees with me no, on this. No, no, no. I, I, of course, I didn't give a great review when I first reviewed it, but it's sentimentally important to me now. Yeah, but I'm saying I like it for not just I just don't like reviews. the camera angles. Yeah, okay. So if you can't handle the camera angles, probably not going to like this movie. 22nd, The Lobster. I haven't seen it. This is a weird movie about uh, this weird universe where um, you have to be married, and if you get divorced, you have to go to this hotel and um, it, and the hotel you have to find somebody to get married to within so many days, otherwise they turn you into an animal. Mm. So it's a weird premise, and it's a fascinating movie. The second act does kind of sag a little bit. It's not as good, but it's a good movie. The premise is interesting. The premise is interesting, and the acting is good. Dazed and Confused is 21st. You recently That's, watched I that. I very recently watched it, so this could possibly be over an overrate. Okay. There's a few of those on you here. You could just be on that dr- adrenaline. I could be on the adrenaline of the movie. But I really did think this was one of the more realistic high school movies because this, the way the social cast work in this movie is not everyone so rigidly defined into one social class. Yes, there's people who are cooler. The football players are cooler than the other people in the school, but they still hang out with everyone else. They're they, And they, they do things. That there's some bullying, and there's some, some generational things that it probably wouldn't be the same because this movie is set in the 70s. Mm. But it's a very good timepiece, and Richard Linklater is well known for using time as a device in his movies, like real time. So it's all the events take over the, the place over one like afternoon to evening on the last day of school and it's or or like freebirds yes or like freebirds and <laughs> the reason why people wouldn't like this movie is most likely because it doesn't have a plot particularly and so people who really have to have a plot in every movie won't like this but i think that it's not necessarily necessary if you can pull something like this off 20th eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mm, who's in that wait 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 J- Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, and I think, uh, who is it? Kate Winslet, maybe? She's she's in it. I can't remember whether she's the the other character. But this movie is one of my favorite romance movies, which is weird because it's about breakup, not about romance. Oh, Ben's into the... He's, so he's it's a sad breakups. movie, but it's it, it, but it uses a, a sci-fi element of uh, like removal of the mind, uh, like memories, that to weird effect, and it's stylistically impressive um so if you haven't seen this movie it's well worth watch and you get to see jim carrey in a non-comedic role like definitely like and and he he kills it honestly i think i'm probably gonna watch that i'm really interested to see i think i might still be on netflix oh sweet so uh but i'm not positive 19th big fish a tim burton film have not starring ewan mcgregor Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. I have the high ground. This was a slow burn. I watched this one last year, and I was very low on my list until recently when I realized that this is a movie about an older an older guy who tells all these stories to that are these far-fetched tales of his youth, and they go through all of those stories. And when he, he, he has his funeral, at the end of the movie, you realize that his legacy is living on through all of these stories. It's very well thought out and imaginative. 
So that's why I like it. 18th, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh, I actually saw this one in a, uh, a COVID-cleaned uh, movie theater recently. Really? Yes. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the best action movies ever done, probably. And uh, it was... And I have it ranked higher than Star Wars, so that might be a controversial well, opinion. Well, the practical effects in this movie are just really cool. Yeah, and Indiana Jones is just a cool character. Yeah, like Harrison, Harrison Ford. It's perfect for Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. You could say it's the same as Han Solo. It kind of is. It but, is. Uh, to great effect, as he is the like the unquestioned main character rather than being sort of the secondary main character. Yeah. Seventeenth, Goodwill Hunting. Oh my gosh, I love this movie. This is a great movie. This was not a movie that Ben and I watched to get, like, because we started the podcast. We had both seen this before the podcast, right? Yeah. I think it was, I mentioned that I watched it in class, or no, or maybe Mr. Reader mentioned it, I don't know. Yeah, we had a teacher talk about it to us, and I think we both watched it because of that. Yeah, Yeah. it might have been that. I watched it that day that he said it, and I remember, like, loving that movie because, uh, was it Matt Damon and Robin Williams? Yeah. And is it, then is it Matt Ben Damon? Affleck's in it. Yeah, it's Matt yeah. Damon. I re- like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck famously won an Oscar for writing this movie. Actually, it was kind of what throw, thrust them into fame. It was just insanely amazing. Yes, very um, good. Heart. The, the end scene with Robin Williams and Matt Damon, a legendary scene in any movie. Sixteenth is one that nobody's gonna know because it's a French film that I watched a dubbed English version of, but it's very good. It's called My Life as a Zucchini. And it was written. It was directed by Claude Barras. It's a it's a claymation oh movie, a claymation movie it's a clay- that's rated PG thirteen because it's about these kids who are in this orphanage, and the reason that the main characters get this isn't really a spoiler because it happens right at the start of the movie. The reason that the 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 kid is in the orphanage is because he accidentally kills his drunk mom, and so they, there's an or they, he goes to an orphanage for troubled children, and it's just. Oh, there's it's it will put you in tears. This is a great emotional movie. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. This movie is, is very highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think you can watch it on Netflix. Um, it also is called the French version. I think is my something courgette, but I forget. Um, but uh, it's just I don't. I was not expecting this movie to be so good when I watched it, and it was incredible. And it's very short too. So huh. if you have a little chunk of time, definitely check it out. How long is it? Like, I think about an, maybe a little bit over an hour. Like, wow. it's pretty short. Okay. Um, and it was nominated for uh, Best Animated Picture at whatever year in the Oscars, I think. Fifteenth hmm. uh, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Another See, movie. I'm not going to understand any of you. You watch a lot of obscure movies. This is not obscure. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a very well-known movie. I'm sure it is. From the 70s. In general. With Jack Nicholson and like Jack Danny Nicholson. DeVito. Oh, DD's in this? Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm I'm opening you up to some movies that you need to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. This is a, one. this is a, about a guy who goes who doesn't have a mental illness who somehow tricks his way into being placed in a mental asylum and learns all kinds of lessons along the way while also uh, leading many of the inmates to be more confident and rambunctious. I also think it was supposed to be sort of a criticism of the American Prison mental system. institution. Yeah, but uh, you know. A lot of those were like meant to be extrapolated after the movie. Good movie. 14th is Magnolia by a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. That is three hours and eight minutes of uh, like 15, 12 main characters whose plots are all woven together. But it's very meticulously well done. 
and there's a lot of weird things that happen in it. That sounds like a one-time watch movie. Yeah, it, it is. It is not a movie that you can just watch over and over again for sure. But uh, I love. I like Paul Thomas Anderson, and I I think like this movie is even a little bit underrated. I think oh, maybe people think he like overdid it a little bit, but I I kind of disagree with that. I liked it a lot. Um, number thirteen is The Matrix. <laughs> Seen that? I like it. It's a good action movie. Maybe it's not quite as deep as people thought it was when it first came out. Yeah, it's like choosing the red or blue pill. It's like so deep. Yeah, I, I it probably isn't, but it's just so likable. And it's hard not to like Keanu Reeves, even though he's like... Not, not the greatest actor, but we love you, Keanu. Please sponsor us. He's a good physical actor. Yeah. But when he delivers some of his lines, it's kind of weird. But uh, who's the, the lady in this? Carrie Ann Moss. She's good. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll t- Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, Lawrence Fishburne is yep. good too. Um, turned down that Pulp Fiction role though, <laughs> but yeah. we're thankful that Samuel L. Jackson got that role. Thank you, Sammy. Sam, yes. And uh, as Nick Fury. We shockingly, Pulp Fiction did not make this to the cut. Of this. Are you serious? No, you talk about not. that movie more than any I, other movie. I do. I do, but I, I didn't like it as much as some other. But you literally talk about that movie more than any other movie. There's no way I talk about Pulp Fiction more yes, than any other movie. Yes. Yes. Okay, I like Pulp Fiction. It's ranked uh, 48th currently on my list. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, and that's that's how much I like. How did you find that so quickly? Uh, I had I sort of knew where it was. Oh, okay. Number twelve is another one that could potentially be recency bias, but uh, I thought it was really good. Heather's, which I keep tra- telling number Zach Number twelve. That. Number twelve. You think I would? You said you think I'd like that movie. I do think that you would. That that's a little risk because if he doesn't like this movie, I'll never live this down. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I'll tell him it's, it's his a fault. dark comedy. That I like, I, I think I mentioned it on the uh, the podcast that we just did about planes, trains, and automobiles. It's sort of like the antithesis of a John Hughes movie, but uh, well, maybe that's more dazed and confused. But regardless, it's a good, it's much darker than any John Hughes movie. And uh, maybe I will say there are things in the movie that have not aged well because of events that have happened after the movie came out. But the movie couldn't have predicted those events. So if you are sensitive to some of those things then maybe it's not the movie for you. But if you can handle those things and understand sort of what the movie is trying to get at, then you could like it. Well, still laughing a little bit because there are some funny parts. Um, number 11 is Rocky. Yes. This is a movie that I can't explain. I feel like most people would be like, well, it's not really that good, but like there's just, it has some quality that's it's just... It's just classic, you know? Yeah. It's just like the first of its kind and it kind of defined its own sports uh, type of movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I really think that Sylvester Stallone, who is not really well-known, the fact that he wrote this movie always impresses me. Because I'm like, he was like, he wasn't getting any roles, and so he's like, I'm just going to write my own movie. Like, that is the American way to do things, right? I guess. Like, if you're if you're not Although, getting it, you write it yourself. I'm yeah. more of a Michael B. Jordan Creed Well, I fan. think I think if you were looking at them from which one's most well done, I think you would say that Creed is better. Oh, I love Creed. But I Creed. just think there's some sort Both of, of them. intangible element of... My, of the original Rocky that I just can't get enough of. I think Although he I does, think Sylvester Stallone's yeah. acting in Creed yeah, I was just actually gets that. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michael B. Jordan is also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 10th one is a really weird one that you will have definitely not watched. Eight and a Half, an Italian movie by Arm, uh, no, not Ar- by Federico Fellini. Um, and he made this in like the 60s. It's like a surreal comedy um, about a director who has writer's block. And then he like you go in and out of his mind of him trying to make this movie. He's also so he like probably, cheating on his wife. He probably based this off of his own life. He's cheating on his girlfriend, and 
his girlfriend realizes it in the middle of the movie and it creates all these sensations. There's lots of different, there's Catholic like religion, like from it, cause he's from Italy kind of woven into like how that affects. There's lots of different things, probably things that I don't even understand because you know, the time period and the fact that it's in a different country. But if you're interested in sort of a, a weird kind of out there movie, this is a movie that I feel like definitely influenced some other movies that I've watched that are more surrealist. So uh, check out eight and a half. Ninth is the death of Stalin by Armando Iannucci. Uh, he is a, mostly known for political satire, and this movie is a weird because it's about the death of Stalin, obviously, but it's all the main actors are like American and British, and they don't even attempt Russian accents or anything. <laughs> They're just speaking in their own accent. Steve Buscemi, Buscemi, I think is how you pronounce his name. I, I pronounced it wrong for a long time. He's one of my favorite actors of all time from Reservoir Dogs and Fargo. And then th- this movie has the main role, and this is, like, late in his career. Is it, who oh, does he play in Fargo? He plays um, one of the crooks in Fargo. Okay. You um, know, who's doing the high, murder for hire? Or the kidnap for hire, rather. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, those guys. And so this is, like, late in his career. Like, this movie came out maybe two, three years ago. And he kills this role. Like, it's, like, as the the guy who takes over for Stalin, eventually. Um, I mean, that's not really a spoiler because act- it's actually based on real history and it's a lot more accurate for being a comedy than you would expect if you expect history to be a spoiler then it's a spoiler yes uh, number 8 is Memento by Christopher Nolan it's good memory uh, it's it's very it's uh, maybe not quite as it's stylistically as impressive but plot wise it's actually not that complicated it's just the way that it was filmed is kind of complicated do you think Inception's complicated Sort of, but I don't think it's as hard to get as Tenet. Yeah, because they always make once you jokes, get it, it's everyone a, makes jokes that it's so complicated. Like, oh, I don't get it. I think to the to the average person, it's complicated. To per, like a lot of these movies I've watched on here are like you have to think about them a lot. So if you're used to thinking about movies, it might not be that hard to figure maybe, out. but it just wasn't that bad. It's honestly. just fun to watch movies that you have to figure out while you're watching them, and that's what Memento does too. Yeah, that's yeah. generally kind of and Tenet. Tenet Tenet. The same thing. Christopher Nolan is kind of his staple is making you like have to kind of put yeah, these. My friend Liam together. told me once that Christopher Nolan's movies are basically just big math equations and they get solved right at the end. Yeah. I, I think that's true. And I think that this is where it started. Yeah. This is like his second movie and his first big one. And it has Carrie Ann Moss in it too, randomly somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh another guy, John Joe Pantaleona, who's also in The Matrix, is in this movie. And then Guy Pierce is obviously the main character. It's very interesting with this whole um, amnesia thing that he keeps. He doesn't have short-term memory, and he keeps having to tattoo things on his body, um, which I'm not sure how much like real life that actually is. That version of amnesia. Number seven, more back to the recency bias, but I feel like this one's gonna hold up. The other two, maybe they'll hold up, maybe they won't. Drugstore Cowboy. Have not seen this. This is a Gus Van Sant movie. The guy who directed actually did the directing for Goodwill Hunting. Directed this movie about, I think... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make... I'm sorry. I'm literally interrupting you. But I'm going to make a list, and I'm going to watch all these movies, Ben. Yeah. you. I mean, Drugstore Cowboy is a movie that is about people who rob drugstores because um, they're trying to stay high. So it's about a bunch of drug addicts. Maybe not that one. Uh, no, I'm it's, joking. It's actually good, though. <laughs> um, and the reason why it's... Uh, it's just... It gets you. It, it exposes to a lifestyle that you understand that oh, there's people out here who are living this lifestyle. Maybe not so like cinematically, but who are like trying to. All they're trying to do is get to the next high, and then it explores this and people who are trying to get out of it and stuff. Um, and and I I thought it was pretty good. 
Um, but again, recency bias. So next year, if we if we ever do these lists again, we'll see what which ones stick and which ones don't. Number six is drive. Um, yeah, again, I just shrugged my shoulders. Nicholas Wind, Winding Remf. He's a uh, Den. I think he's from Denmark. Uh, he's he's a director from Denmark. Does more art house films. This film actually got fairly fairly popular, probably because it had Ryan Gosling in it. Um, as a main character, and Ryan Gosling probably says like five words the whole movie, but his physical acting is good. Like in and the notebook. He's like an, an anonymous kind of character. Doesn't have a name. Fifth, I would consider this to be the best movie stylistically. There will be blood. Haha, <laughs> I stole your thunder. Yes, there will be blood. <laughs> um, and, but I only ranked it fifth because uh, I just like the other movies above it a little bit better. Um, could still go up though because it has gone up since I watched it. It's not... The problem with this movie is that it's not a movie that makes you happy or makes you or or like drives you to keep going back and watching. But it's it. thought provocative. But it's very pr- provocative, and it's sort of a um, criticism of capitalism, which I'm not known to be a huge critic of capitalism. But I think there's room to criticize it to some degree, like the the way that people can use it as a uh, as a like negative personality characteristic mm-hmm. and the way that greed can drive people and oppression yes and so i think this movie do- handles that whole thing in a very good way that's like in a historical context that probably actually happened it's pretty pretty interesting fourth is finding nemo wow this that, is probably it's like my... all these dark movies about murders and but this and movie stuff, is so nostalgic drugs and it's like it gets at all the key elements of family and being overprotective and learning how to let go um trusting people like he has to trust dory um and it's so beautiful like i think pixar has gotten a lot better in their animation for this movie but i still think of this as their most beautiful movie like finding door finding dory which is the sequel to this came out years later had much better quality animation but for some reason i still go back to this movie as like wow this is like yeah. the ocean well this is like the surreal thing because they play that background like dun 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 yeah dun, and the dun, sound- dun, yeah the soundtrack and then so it ju- it's just like the coral reef like the the little anemone an, yeah, an, anemone, yeah. anemone, anemone, uh, just moving slowly in the water as it shifts back and forth, and then there's that slow m- music in the background, and then it like just, and then it's just like the schools of fish going by, and it's, yeah. it's very aesthetic, very good yeah. aesthetic. So that's and, and I watched it a ton as a child, so that's mm-hmm. another reason why I like it. Third is Taxi Driver, another back to the really dark movies. <laughs> this movie probably uh, inspired the Joker movie that came out recently, and it was one of Martin Scorsese, who's probably one of the most successful movie directors, uh, one of his first pieces, and it really showed how well he could explore a single character, which uh, if you look at this list, there's a lot of movies that focus on single characters. That's kind of like what what I like. Yeah. Second is a movie that we talk about a lot on this podcast, Donnie Darko. Yes, because we reviewed it on this podcast. Please Don- go watch we, that right so now. So if you want to know why we like it so much, go listen to it, but... The more I watch it, the more I'm like, this movie has certain things about it that are just incre- and impressive and, and just draw you to it. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert for mine, that will probably be in my top 25. Yes. And finally, number one, surprisingly the only Quentin Tarantino movie on this list, Inglorious Bastards. Now, this movie, somewhat controversial, but because of its rewriting of history, but very well done from a filmmaking standpoint and it's like a movie that is like enjoyable and fun to watch i like it a lot which is a very 
odd thing for this movie to be. Brad considering Pitt, like the BJ subject Novak. matter. The yeah, the subject matter of like Nazi Germany, and you got Brad Pitt going, "I'm Al Durain," you know, and his like weird accent then, that some people don't like, but I love. Yeah. Maybe I just have a Brad crushing Pitt crushing some Nazi skulls. Yep. Yep. And and some people don't like the revisionist hit. A history aspect of Tarantino, but I personally like it a lot. Makes it interesting. And it makes it interesting, and because it, it's a familiar subject, but then familiar subjects you usually know what happens, and then unfamiliar subjects you're not as interested or invested in. But it's a familiar subject that you don't know what's going to happen. And it's sort of a war film that breaks a lot of the stereotypes of war films, but it's also sort of not a war film because it focuses on a lot of things. Well, it's a f- centered around war, but there's it's not just troops and stuff. There's uh, there's other characters. Yeah. But that is my top, my current ranking of my top 25 movies. And we're and, coming in right about 25 minutes at the moment. So. Yes, but we're still in the vault, so it's not going to take us very long to close this up, Yeah. to wrap this thing up. So if you disagree with my list or think that any of the picks were awful or want to complain about my thoughts on Star Wars because I feel like that will be like the hottest take. Then please come to Ben's house and beat him up personally. Yes. All right. Um, and with that, I think we're done. I think the vault's already closed. So... See you guys. We'll see you again for Zach's list. Bye.